Well, if you've made it to the beach this summer, what are the biggest waves you feel comfortable swimming in? Three foot? Four foot? Maybe you're a competent surfer and the idea of six feet doesn't seem to phase you. Well, for professional big wave surfers, the prospect of a 20 to 30 foot wave, that's about six to nine metres, thundering it down around you is really par for the course. In fact, they chase them all over the world. Right now in Hawaii, the world's best surfers are competing in the world's most prestigious surf event, the Pipeline Pro. But already this season, five pro surfers have been seriously injured there. Felicity Palmatier is a pro surfer and former record holder of the biggest wave ever surfed by an Australian woman. She joins me now from Hawaii. G'day, Flick. Hi, how are you going? I'm good. So what's going on with uh, five surfers already having pretty serious wipeouts this year? What, what is the vibe like at the Pipeline Pro? Are people feeling a bit nervous? Oh, look, everyone knows it. Everyone knows that Hawaii is a proving ground when it comes to surfing and to make it in the surf industry and to be really recognized uh, and to gain respect, you have to perform really well here. And um, every year, the tour always, the shortboarding tour always has, well, at the moment, they've currently got two world tour stops here, one at Pipeline and one at Sunset. And uh, the Pipeline is you know, it's a wave of consequence, which means that basically it's this massive wave that breaks on a really shallow reef, very close to the beach, actually. So it's amazing for spectators because they can watch everything happen right in front of them. And I think the most dangerous thing about pipeline is the reef. So it's a big wave. However, it's not to the size of, you know, uh, if anyone listening knows of waves called Jaws or Mavericks or Nazare, it's not to that size. Those waves are in my opinion, being a big wave surfer, they are the biggest, most dangerous waves in the world. But pipeline, what makes it different is that it breaks on a really shallow reef. And that's where we've seen a lot of head injuries already this year and really nasty wipeouts. Yeah, the uh, Australian professional surfer Molly Picklam uh, said, if you're scared of dying on days at pipeline, uh, well, that's just how it is. I suppose you can relate to that. You mentioned Jaws. You had your share of wipeouts in big waves, including a on a 35-foot wave at Jaws a few years ago. How long are you underwater for? I mean, typically, is it? I suppose you sort of life flashes before your eyes, hard to judge, but <laughs> roughly how long are we talking? This is a funny question because for any person who has never really seen surfing before in their life and they look at what I do, they think I'm an absolute nutbag. However, I don't just pick up a board and then decide I'm going to catch a 30-foot wave. I mean, I've been doing this my whole <laughs> life. So for me, Your it's sort of like riding a bike. famous. Right? <laughs> no, I, I, look, it's not becoming famous. But, yeah, look, a wipeout is definitely bad at wave like Jaws. Um, for someone who had no experience surfing, I mean, it's probably going to put them into a state of panic, that's for sure. I mean, these waves, you know, they come from a really long distance away. They're so powerful. They're big. You can really feel that raw energy of the ocean. I mean, one word to describe it is violent, that's for sure. You definitely want to keep your arms and limbs in just because the sheer power of the wave has been known to dislocate people's shoulders. Um, but really, the reality is is that you're actually not down there for that long. I mean, I have friends and in the big wave community and you know other peers that have talked to me about their worst wipeouts and where they're coming up with blood coming out of their literal eyes and ears because their eardrums have burst, that those wipeouts have been about 42 seconds. Now, whether or not you've done any breath hold training, I'm sure we could all sit here right now in a calm state and hold your breath for about 40 seconds. The difference mm. is, is when you're surfing these waves is we're not in a calm state. You have a heightened heart rate. And the best way I can describe it 
as if you were on a treadmill and you were running at a speed 10 and then you tried to hold your breath. It feels like your body is about to explode. It's a very uncomfortable feeling and I guess that's why, I mean, when you play in that sort of arena like I do, you prepare the best way you can with breath enhancement training and then there's nothing better than just actually going and doing it, getting the reps on the board. Speaking of training, I've seen some incredible videos of you carrying rocks underwater. I mean, it looks like it's something out of Moana, I have to say. But it's sort of incredible the level of training that big wave surfers like you um, uh, have to undergo. How big a rock are we talking? And they look pretty heavy from the pictures I've seen. (laughs) Yeah, the rock is very blue crush of me. Uh, The rock is, I'd say, about stage one of what I do. There's a lot more to uh, the training I just you know I've, I've been doing this for years now and I've had really good mentors over the last 10 years I'd say I've been doing breath enhancement training you know I feel really safe and comfortable training with them because breath enhancement training isn't just something that you can just go and do solo I mean it's incredibly dangerous and you should always just do it with a buddy and you should always do it with someone who has got prior experience and you should have experience yourself but yeah I mean, there's lots of different things I do um, usually I do stuff with a heightened heart rate just to simulate what it's like to be underwater having that sort of wipeout feeling. I understand you've got a broken foot at the moment. I mean, you can prepare your lungs, uh, but uh, perhaps the, the foot uh, a little bit harder to prepare for. How did you do it? <laughs> it's the very. It's the story of me being very, very clumsy. Just feel a bit silly it actually was a, saying it. Was, but, a, was it a wipeout on land? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a wipeout on land. And, yeah, so at the moment it's not ideal. And I had surgery when was it maybe like three three weeks exactly to the date today um and it's it was pretty difficult for me because coming into this you know I dedicate my life to this sport and we're in the northern hemisphere winter at the moment and yeah I just feel like my winter was over before it began and that's been a really hard thing for me to process mentally because yeah I you prepare the whole year for something like this I felt so ready to go and now I'm here and I'm working with the World Surf League uh, doing the broadcast for Pipe and Sunset, part of the commentary team, which has been really nice. And, you know, it's, it's awesome to commentate shortboarding, but I just keep looking at the surf forecast and selfishly hoping that there's no really big days <laughs> on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> on RN Drive, if you just joined me, Flick Palmatier is a pro surfer. We're talking about uh, Pipeline Pro on now. Uh, she's talking to us from Hawaii. So let's talk about the Pipeline Pro this year and particularly this issue mm-hmm. around concussion because it's certainly been an evolving discussion in other professional sports, uh, the source of controversy in some. Uh, we've got, I think, one in five surfers wearing helmets at this year's Pipeline Pro. Why isn't it more ubiquitous? I mean, skiing, cycling, cricket, even yeah. rock climbing, <laughs> they all wear sports. They are outdoors. They are sweating and it's uncomfortable, no doubt. Why don't more surfers wear helmets? It's a very good question. And it, now that I sit here today and, you know, you see a lot of surfers choosing to take the helmet to go out surfing, I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? I, I mentioned it before, but pipeline breaks on a really shallow reef. This reef isn't a flat reef either. It has caves inside of it. It's actually really beautiful to go and snorkel over on a flat day. But there's caves that you can swim through. There's caves you can get your legs stuck in. You can leash can get caught around a rock. It's pretty uh, scary stuff. So, you know what, when it comes to helmets, though, I think surfing, <laughs> for lack of a better word, is there's a lot of like, <laughs> not ego, but it's a cool sport. It's a lifestyle. Lots of people are concerned with how they look and 
I feel like from a marketing perspective and the way an image comes across when someone gets a big photo in a big barrel at Pipeline and they're standing there with no helmet on and let's just talk about a guy for now, but he's just there in his board shorts and he looks cool, right? Like this is in the past now. I mean, things are changing, but it's just an aesthetics thing and I think people just never really started to think about it until now. I feel like our sport is progressing so quickly and people are trying to push the level more now than ever to where we're seeing these crazy injuries happen. Guys and women are taking a drop later than ever before, trying to, you know, I'm using surf terminology here, but knifing it into a barrel quicker. Like the, just the performance is is rising and, yeah, we're seeing more people with head injuries. And, yeah, it is a controversial thing even within our sport. I come from the stance that if I'm ever going to go and surf waves like Pipeline or waves in Tahiti like Tehopo, I'm going to wear a helmet because you know, it might not look cool, but you know what's cooler is actually coming home to your family. Yeah. And as I suppose surfing enters a more progressive stage, if you like, a, a modernization, if you like. I mean, for example, women have only been allowed to compete at the Pipeline Pro since, what, 2022? So it feels like there's a bit of a moment of modernization here. One of your fellow professional Australian surfers, Tyler Wright, has commented that it's still what she calls a sausage fest, trying to get on the wave. I mean, what, what does it mean for women to be able to train at Pipeline and to, to surf it safely? It, it's a major moment in our sport. So back in, two, yeah, 2022 was the first uh, time that women were allowed to get, well, we had a sanctioned event by WSL at Pipeline and uh, Moana Jones-Wong won and she was a local wild card. And it would just meant so much for especially the women that came before all the women that are doing it now. So even in these lineups, they're all in surfing. So all these different surf spots here in Hawaii, they're dominated by men and they're an intimidating place for women to be in. Um, you know, sometimes you might paddle out to the water, there might only be three women and the rest is, you know, there's 30 guys with that sort of energy and testosterone, you're trying to compete to try and get a wave. And then you've got to add on top of that, that these waves have serious consequence attached to them if you make the wrong decision under pressure. So uh, there was women that came before Moana, came before Carissa Moore, women like Rochelle Ballard, Kiala Kennelly. Uh, we've got Claire Bevlacqua as well. And then even before them, there was another, there was another lady who I come to the top of my head, um, Rel Sun. And these women literally that you know that they walked so we could all run and i think that really needs to be noted and you know it, it's amazing to see these women out here now and it's crazy to think that it's taken until now um but yeah it's pretty special time in women's surfing because i feel like in surfing the story is the women at the moment and especially with you know if I'm talking about my own career as a big wave surfer, women's big wave surfing as well is the narrative and it's the story because there's a lot of growth happening within women's surfing at the moment. Well, I'm very sorry to hear about your foot and um, go well in the commentary box. You really bring uh, a level of depth and uh, articulation to what it's like to be out there at Pipeline Pro. Professional surfer Flick Palmatier. good on you. Thanks for your time this afternoon. No worries. Thanks for having me. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.